From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. It's another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, where we're talking everything in District 6, week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey, joined by Lance Taylor, as always. Lance, what's going on? Not much. Just repping. Hey, that's... That is the pure adrenaline logo there that matches the uh, the logo we've got up in the corner of the screen. That's, That's right. Pretty slick. So those are uh, those uh, outdoor sunglasses. These are the Beastlies. The Beastlies. All right. Tell me. Tell me a little bit about the Beastlies. Well, the Beastlies. Uh, they're a glass that we got basically to compete with the Pit Viper uh, at a better price range. People can uh, pop on pureadrenalinemotorsports.com you can buy them on there but what we'd rather have you do is go to the places that carry them all the good to go stores uh in about seven different states carry these glasses so it's a uh, uh, great place to get them you can also get them at uh, pocatello power sports uh as well so all over that's all awesome over. That's yep. awesome. The uh, East Idaho PrepCast is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash the beast. Uh, okay, let's start with uh, District 6. We always start with football. I feel like that's what's at the forefront of everybody's minds. And, it, you know, it's been a while since we've checked in on Rigby. Uh, only because, you know, they're just they're dominating everybody and there's just not much to talk about except that Rigby's great. Yeah, we know. Okay. But uh, there was, there was some big news last week with Rigby uh, right before the Trojans uh, took care of Thunder Ridge pretty convincingly 51 to 12, uh, their senior quarterback, Tiger Adolfo officially committed to Weber state to play. Yeah. quarterback. So it was a very exciting time for Rigby last week. Yeah. They've got several commits on that team to uh, various places. And I mean, Rigby's one of those programs right now that college coaches, I think, feel comfortable coming and recruiting out of because they know there's going to be some talent there. And, you know, anytime you're anytime that, that you have to spend that time in the recruiting pool, you want to spend it because it's valuable. You want to spend it on places that you feel safe that you can get some good players at. Right now, Rigby is that program. It's kind of like the way Highland was a number of years ago, you know, but Rigby right now is that program that I think a lot of uh, coaches feel like we can come in, we can recruit in that program and there is going to be talent there for us absolutely i will say that uh between last year and this year i've now uh been the broadcaster at four games where tiger adolfo has started and each time i see him uh tell me what you think of this comp lance he reminds me a lot of brett Favre, actually because he he moves so well in the pocket yeah people think they've got him wrapped up all of a sudden he's escaping and and the velocity on the ball when it comes out of his yeah. hand is incredible. Even if he's on the run rolling out, he is still able to just fire a laser beam downfield. So uh, when I watch Tiger Rodolfo, that, that's kind of what it reminds me. I was watching Brett Favre back in the day. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair assessment. It's it's and, and again, as we say this, we're not saying he's Brett Favre, but he's, he's cut out of that same kind of a mold, you know, as far as his style of play and he releases it really quick, uh, which is something that, that Brett Favre was great about, you know, under pressure, Brett Favre could, boom, re release a pass just so quick. You know, it, it, you, know, you know, you do get guys that need what I always say, a little bit more of a windup, you know, and, uh, and stuff, you know, have need, need a little bit more time in the pocket. Uh, Doffel does not need extra time in the pocket. It's nice to have, but he doesn't have to have it. He can get rid of the ball if necessary. 
Yeah, of course. And so Rigby uh, continues their 5-0 and overall, 1-0 and in the High Country Conference. That was their conference opener last Friday. Thunder Ridge, you know, Lance, they dropped now to 1-3. and They're 0-2 in the league now. They've, they've lost to uh, Idaho Falls as well. And coming in, you know, we all thought Thunder Ridge was going to be kind of the dark horse team, but they just, they've really struggled offensively this year. Uh, only one time have they scored over 20 points, and it's just maybe not in the cards this year at Thunder Ridge. Yeah, as as big as a as big a surprise as another team has been, uh, as far as um, uh, as far as their success, and we'll talk about that later. Thunder Ridge has really been that same much of a surprise, but on the uh, on the downer side of the <laughs> of the ledger. Right, for sure. And, and and last year, Thunder Ridge, you know, qualified for the playoffs for the first time uh, in their history. Right. They're still a pretty new school. But uh, and, and last year was kind of a kind of a just put together patchwork type season. Tao Johnson at quarterback was lost in the second game of the year. They moved Case and Isom from running back to quarterback and basically just ran the wildcat. Um, and so this year, with all the pieces in place, uh, it's not material materializing. And so it, it's just interesting how sometimes that goes in football, the best laid plans. And- yeah, yeah, it does. And, and certainly Thunder Ridge falls into that category. And, uh, you, you know, based upon what we had seen previously uh, this season thus far, the, uh, you know, them only putting 12 points up uh, was no surprise. Yeah. And how about this, Lance? The uh, the football media poll came out this week. No surprise. Rigby still number one. Highland number four. But how about Idaho Falls checking into the polls at number five? They yeah. are still undefeated. Five and zero overall. They are one and zero in the league. They played a shorthanded Pocatello team that was missing its starting quarterback. But yeah. Came away with a very impressive 32 to 20 win on IdahoSports.com last Friday night. Yeah, and, and and you can only play who's in front of you, you know. And if the team is down a little bit, well, you got to take care of business with that team. And there's also some, you know, there's times when teams are missing their key players that that uh, people think, oh well, they had key players that were gone and stuff. But you know, sometimes it's it's just as tough and adds some challenges to have to play against a different quarterback that you haven't been able to scout haven't been able to to find out their tendencies you know when they get in trouble do they go right do they go left can they get rid of the ball under pressure and so there's some challenges there as well in fact oftentimes you'll see teams do fantastic on the first game that they put their backup quarterback in (laughs) that they start and then once teams get a chance to see him usually you'll find out why that individual's backup but, uh, uh, you know, even though Pocatello was was light-handed on that, you know, they still pose some significant challenges, and uh, Idaho Falls just continues to impress. Yeah, especially in the second half. It seemed like Idaho Falls wore out Pocatello twice at midfield. Pokey went for it on fourth and one, and both times Idaho Falls was able to snuff it out. I think that's really underreported, Lance, is this Tigers defense is really good. I mean, look at their point totals that they've allowed this year. Seven against Hillcrest. The, the season high has been 33 against Blackfoot, which we know they've got an explosive offense. But otherwise, 12 against Thunder Ridge, 14 against Century, and 20 against Pokey. I mean, four yeah. of the five times it's been 20 points or less. And that is uh, a good way to go if you're going to try and compete against Rigby and Highland because we know what kind of offensive firepower those two teams have. That's right. You know, and for, for, for Idaho Falls, I think, you know, going in, uh, you know, in a game against a Rigby or a Highland, I think that defense boasts well because you look and say, hey, listen, we know what those what power those teams have on offense. What we need to do is be able to keep this game close enough that we have we're within striking distance 
as we come come down into that fourth quarter. And they certainly have the defense that I believe can do that. And, and again, they've done it under the radar. They've been the big uh, surprise this year. Unfortunately, I was actually supposed to be on that game last week. I got delayed up in Montana and was not able to get home in time for that. So Lauren Jensen uh, graciously stepped in and, and uh, helped cover that game last Friday. But uh, uh, that, that's one I, I felt bad to have to miss, uh, but I was able to catch um, some video of that game. Yeah, well, there's a lot worse places to be stuck than Montana land. So, <laughs> well, the the thing is, I, I I had an appointment that was supposed to be in the morning in Bozeman, and it got changed to three in the afternoon. <laughs> oh boy! And, uh, and so I there was just no way I was going to be able to make it home in time. Uh, you know, in fact, I didn't even get out of that appointment till about five thirty. So. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately was not able to make it back sure well that happens sometimes i mean yeah. uh so so we're here lance we finally arrived we're gonna find out what this idaho falls team is all about because friday night they travel to rigby in a game that you know coming into the season a pair of five and oh teams i don't think anybody saw this coming and if they tell you they did they're lying yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the things that before the season you looked on the roster or pardon me, you looked on the schedule for Rigby and you went down and, you know, you picked out the, the games that were a guaranteed win, you know, and I think this is one of those games that uh, that was listed as the guaranteed win. Yeah, and, and not so anymore. Uh, that was all based on preseason. And and, and yeah. we'll, we'll see if this Idaho Falls defense can stop uh, Tiger Adolfo and company, but man, yeah. they have been on a roll lately. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. And, and the thing is, is I am – you know, my, my own personal pick, I'm, I'm picking Rigby to win that game. I still think Rigby is, is, uh, is the power. Uh, and, and I just don't see anybody knocking them off, at least not out of district five, six. However, Idaho Falls could prove me wrong. And Idaho Falls is good enough to, to make this an extremely interesting game. Absolutely. Um, a game we will have for you on IdahoSports.com this Friday night, Lance. It's going to be an audio-only broadcast as Thunder Ridge hosts Highland. Uh, this is now for, for Highland, a team that's trying to keep pace with Idaho Falls and Rigby in the conference. They can't yeah. slip up here. Thunder Ridge has a great chance to uh, maybe throw a monkey wrench into the plans, though. Yeah, they could as well. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't see that happening, but it could happen. I, I, I think... Uh, uh, I, I think Highland uh, goes into that game and and, uh, and and wins that fairly handily. And I'm just saying that based upon what Thunder Ridge has, has done this year. I, I think Thunder Ridge has a lot more to prove. I agree. To, uh, you know, if, if, if they want people like myself to step up and say, hey, yeah, you've got a legitimate shot in this game. They've, they've got to prove more uh, offensively uh, than they've done. Yeah. Highland had a nice 42 to 16 win over Madison last week. Uh, the Bobcats started three and zero. They've since lost two in a row. I think coming yeah. back down a little bit. Madison has an interesting game as they host Skyline in a five A four A matchup. So yeah. yeah, let's let's transition to that four A High Country Conference Skyline after that crushing loss to Blackfoot two weeks ago. Bounce back nicely with a thirty three to shutout a thirty three nothing shutout win over Bonneville and the Grizzlies are, are still one of, if not the best two and three teams in the state, I think. Yeah, I think they are. I, th I think between, uh, between Blackfoot and uh, Skyline, um, you, you've got a couple two and three teams that uh, <laughs> could, could potentially go all the way or have enough talent certainly to go all the way. Uh, whether they can put that together or not, we'll see. But I think they, they do have the talent 
they're on the field. Uh, you know, we'll see what they can do. Um, I, I actually talked to a couple of Skyline fans that were disappointed that they only scored 33 points on Bonneville, that they, they felt they should have put up 50 plus. Um, but right. you know, we, we've seen Skyline win a couple close or lose a couple close ones this year. Uh, it's a very, very good team. Well, speaking of teams that lose the close games, Blackfoot, two and three on the year, Lance. All three of those losses have come by a single point, right? They dropped one point uh, games to Thunder Ridge and Idaho Falls early on in the season. And then last week they traveled to Preston and lose 27 to 26. Th this was a wild game. Uh, Preston had the lead late. Blackfoot came down and scored uh, the, the tying touchdown. And head coach Jared Ackley, he's, he's uh, an aggressive guy. He, of course, we, we talked about last year with Blackfoot, you know, co former coach Stan Buck was kind of buttoned up and conservative and liked to yeah. play smash mouth football. And coach Ackley arrives and says, Hey, let's spread it out and sling the ball around. We got some good athletes. And so with that aggressive style, Blackfoot tried to go for two and uh, didn't get it. And so I, I think that's the second time that that's happened this year for Blackfoot. Um, but man, uh, two and three had the momentum from that win over skyline and lost it. But I guess the nice thing is Lance, this was a non-conference game. Yeah, it's a non-conference game. Uh, you know, however, it's a game, you know, against a team that you could pot potentially match up again in the state playoffs, you know, uh, and uh, you know, you, you certainly want to go in with your best foot forward in that. Not one person within my pool that I spoke with picked Preston to win that game. Uh, everybody picked, including myself, picked, picked Blackfoot to win that game. Now, I didn't pick it to be a blowout or anything like that, uh, but I, I did not expect Preston to step up and win that game. This is a Preston team that I get, I get to see this weekend uh, as they travel, you know, uh, up into District 6 to play Sugar Salem. Uh, and so, you know, I'll, I'll get a better look at them. But after that Skyline uh, Blackfoot game, which I did cover, uh, which I had that game uh, with Tim Belknap, I really threw both my feet into the Blackfoot camp and said, wow, this, this team is good. Yeah. You'll have to let me know about Preston because they're kind of perplexing. And I know they're, they're a district five team, but real quick, uh, they're four and one, two of their four wins have come by a single point. They beat Lakeland seven to six in that week zero game. And then the one yeah. point win over Blackfoot last week, 27, 26, uh, a third win came over star Valley on a walk-off field goal basically yep. this time. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, Preston is kind of the opposite of Blackfoot, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's a Preston team that lost to Shelly to open the season Yeah, and lost fairly handily to Shelly to open the season. And yeah, they, they had that walk-off against uh, star Valley and that's a star Valley team that lost fairly handily to a sugar Salem team in star Valley. And now you got a sugar Salem Preston matchup. And again, it's sugar Salem's team that struggled to start the season coming in. There's your three time reigning state champions struggled to start the season with an Owen two start and seem to have found kind of their rhythm at this point of the season. And uh, so I I'm looking for that to be actually one of the better games uh, in Eastern Idaho. And I believe that's going to be on Idaho sports as well. Yeah, it's uh I, I agree. It's definitely one of the best matchups. Before we get yeah. to Sugar Salem, real quick, let's talk about their rivals from Shelley, the final uh 4A high country conference game last yeah. week. This, this was a tight one, you know. Shelley five and oh, Hillcrest 0 and five, but the Russ it's only win twenty-one to nineteen. I actually thought this was really good for Shelley because they had been in so many dominating blowouts. Yeah. So far, it was nice, I think, for Coach Josh Wells and this Shelley team to have a close game where 
Uh, they probably didn't play as well as they could have against uh, a Hillcrest team that's down. I think this will get them kind of refocused as they really hit the tough part of their schedule. Yeah, in fact, it's going to have to. You know, look, in fact, that that game, to be honest with you, there were really three games this this last week that surprised me. And we, we already talked about the, the uh, you know, the Preston Blackfoot game. This was another one. How close Hillcrest kept this uh, was a real shocker to me, and and I, I I think I think a team like a Hillcrest is scary for the rest of this season for people, and this is the reason why is they happen to be a team obviously with no wins on it, therefore they feel like they got nothing to lose when they go in. So you sometimes you start opening up the playbook a little bit, you know, and teams start seeing things that they didn't didn't see in the scouting report and stuff like that because teams will just say, hey, let's just go try to find something that's going to work. You know, that's going to make us at least competitive in a ball game. And so, uh, you know, if you don't show up prepared for a team like that, all of a sudden that team picks up their their first or only win of the season uh, if you're not careful. And, and Hillcrest dang near did that. Yeah, and I, I think Shelly now is going to be refocused. They're hosting Bonneville this week. That's another 0-5 team. I, I feel bad for Bonneville. I feel like they're kind of walking into a buzzsaw here as Shelly's probably going to be extra motivated to – uh, get back to that level of performance we're used to seeing. And then, you know, after that, you know, Shelly, I think should have no problems going to six and zero. but then the last three games, Pocatello skyline Blackfoot, we'll, we'll find out what Shelly's all about in the stretch drive. Yeah. That's when it gets, uh, that's when it hits the point where it gets really, well, that's where we're going to see. That's where we're going to see uh, how I, I don't want to say legitimate any, any, you know, six and zero start start is, is legitimate. That's that's where we we really see what that six and zero meant was when they come into those final games. Right. Yeah. For sure. Uh, okay. Let's let's transition to to three A. You mentioned it, Sugar Salem. Um, they're two and two. They had the week off last week. Uh, now they get ready for a Preston team. What what do you think has been the biggest difference for Sugar? You know, those first two games they they really struggled and and people were surprised and since then they've kind of quietly gotten back to 500 they're kind of flying under the radar a little bit still what's been the biggest turnaround for the diggers well i think a lot of it has been you know they, they're i i think they are one of the top two best coach teams in the state for one you know you got a lot of guys out there with college coaching experience that are that are with that group you know with dan benyon on that tyler richens has surrounded himself with great people and tyler himself is a great coach as well uh, you know you got brady gardner working with the uh, uh with the receivers or pardon me with the quarterbacks and it's a it, it's a group that has has the tools from a coaching staff to coach a team into good adjustments for one and maybe at times play above really what their what their ability is uh but but another one is is they lost their veteran running back uh who will be back this weekend, Ryan Harris. They lost him uh, second series in their very first game against Morgan and they were moving the ball very well against Morgan you know, uh, a Morgan team that was ranked number one in the state for their school size down in Utah at that time. And uh, otherwise, that game could have been different. Well, what you got after that is you got Ryan's younger brother, who it was his first year playing full-time varsity, uh, weigh, weighing about 150 pounds. He's not super tall, but he had to learn to play the varsity game. And, and he has now stepped up and learned how to play that game. You've also got Wyatt Harris, no relation, that uh, uh, that is a little bit smaller back as well. And so, you know, those are guys that it's a little bit tougher just to run straight up the middle and stuff. you got to get a, be a little bit more creative in your play calling. But the defense had to step up as well. The defense had been burned on a number of different plays in those first two games. And, and one of those was a homecoming loss to Shelley. Uh, and they got embarrassed just a little bit. 
on that. And uh, but but coach Coach Richens is great at making adjustments and having a young team like this. It's got to step up and and try to extend that legacy of three straight state championships. Uh, they I, th- I think they're finally hitting that stride again. I'm not ready to say that they're. Uh, ready to compete for a state championship with this team. I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I'm, uh, you know, as much as I like sugar and I do their PA announcing, uh, I'm not quite there yet, but they are a much better team and they've got the coaching staff that if anyone in the three, eight can get their team to do it, uh, this is the staff that can get their team to turn around. But I, I think a lot of it has been coaching and just kids finally learning how to play at the varsity level. You might have the talent to play there. That doesn't mean that you're automatically going to have success. You still have to learn to play at that level. That's right. And if we talk about the team that's probably Sugar's biggest challenge in the district, of course, that is South Fremont. But I'll tell you, Lance, I'm starting to get a little concerned about South Fremont. This is now twice where they have really struggled against a more athletic quarterback. Right. Two two weeks ago, it was uh, Vasquez from Firth that really gave him fits. And then uh, Cole Gilbert from Snake River is is another athletic quarterback. And so South Fremont loses. 31-21 31-21 to Snake River. That is a 3A versus 3A matchup, and now that's that hurts. That's going to hurt South Fremont when it comes to potential seeding uh, for the 3A postseason if if they should make it there. So yeah, yeah, and South Fremont's a, a South Fremont has proven that they can uh, they play very well against other uh, other good teams, but you got to come out on the winning side of that sometimes if you want, and especially if you go, if you want to advance in the playoffs, you've got to come out on the winning side, or it's lose or go home. And uh, they were another team that started out three and zero. Have uh, have lost their last two, but that's not a team that should be overlooked by anybody. Uh, South Fremont is very good. Uh, they've got some good athletes there, and uh, you, you know, uh, a team like that. You know, you look against. You know, yeah, they lost to a Snake River, but it's a player two here and there that makes a difference in that game. Uh, and and I think uh, I think South Fremont is is going to be very very tough uh, as this season continues to move on as well. Uh, you know, they've got Marsh Valley this Friday and they've got them at home and, and Marsh Valley is a pretty good team as well. And so, you know, we'll get, we'll get to see them again against another very athletic quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Hunter Roche from uh, Marsh Valley. And, and again, you can't look at Marsh Valley's one win record and say, I mean, they've played sugar. They've played, um, the defending, uh, three a champs from utah they've played west side uh they've they've played a really tough schedule so far so yeah (laughs) south fremont a couple of bumps in the road and um it'll be interesting to see how things shake out there yeah yeah let's uh let's move on to the 2a ranks or, or i guess real quick let's let's give a nod to uh, Teton, they uh, came up just short against American Falls, fourteen to thirteen. That was a game I picked Teton to win. I yeah, think, I did too. I think nine times out of ten, Teton probably wins that game, but yeah. they just fell by one, which which was unfortunate. And now they'll turn around and play this week, uh, hosting Snake River. That's going to be yeah. a tough a tough test for for Teton. But yeah, yeah, and Teton is is struggling this year. There's no question about it. Uh, uh, but but they're a team I think coming off of a win or I mean c- coming off of this close one uh, with American Falls where they just lost by one point I I think they go into this game feeling hey you know what we can compete and uh, and the fact that they're hosting it um, I think they're going to be able to uh, to play a bit better I'm I'm not ready to call them uh, to to win this game against Snake River but I think if they don't win it they can certainly make it interesting yeah nuclear conference two A 
the big matchup we were talking about last week, Lance, was North Fremont traveling uh, to go play West J, West Jefferson. And I, I said this had the potential to be a pretty close game, and it was. North Fremont only escaped with a 34-22 to win. So here's my question, Lance. North Fremont is 4-0. They continue to be ranked in the polls. I still am waiting to see that North Fremont team we saw last year where they were putting opponents away, and they've had a lot of close games in that 4-0 record. Is is North Fremont a little bit down from where they were last year, or is everybody else just getting that much better and closing the gap? Well, I, th I think statistically, you know, as far as being up and down, a lot of that depends on who you're playing and what the other teams are at this year. Uh, and and I think, uh, I mean, they they have really been challenged this year. Obviously, they blew out Malab, but they had a tight one with Filer, a tight one with Melba, uh, a tight one with West Jefferson. You know, this uh, th this weekend they host Salmon. That should be a victory. I actually am calling the game on the eighth when when uh, Aberdeen comes comes into North Fremont, um, but. Uh, you know, North Fremont, I was calling them the number one team in this conference uh, as this season started. And right now, I'm putting that foot in the Firth camp right now. I think Firth is the best team in that conference right now. Um, I think uh, Firth is probably the second best team in 2A at this point behind a, a fantastic Westside team. Uh, but I, I think, um, I, I don't know. I, I just think that's, that North Fremont's got a little bit more to prove because this was the other game. See, I, I wasn't as optimistic as you were about West Jefferson going into this. I thought North Fremont would handle him pretty well. And those, you know, I told you there was three games that kind of shocked me this weekend. That was one of them, uh, was that West Jay was able to hang as, as, uh, as tightly as they were. And, yeah. and I earned a lot of respect from West Jefferson. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, North Fremont, it, it should be noted that they are continuing to find ways to win. And so, hey, 4-0 is 4-0. It doesn't matter how much they win by, right? So, uh, Salmon, 2-2 two and two now, 1-0 in the conference, tied for first place, a 19-12 win over Ryrie. It's really good to see for Salmon. You know, uh, Coulter Bennett ended up scoring twice for the Savages in that game. This is a Salmon program that um, has a has a good history, but but recently they've struggled. So it's nice to see yeah. them at two and two and and one and zero oh in the league as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, Salmon will uh, travel to to North Fremont, battle of one and zero oh teams in the league, and yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Firth had the week off last week. They're going to host Ryrie. That should be uh, a nice win for the Cougars, yeah. and. Um, West J is off this week. So yeah. with, with, with a five-team conference, you kind of have to stagger the schedules. Well, plus, plus, you know, if they can take an off, you know, schools that get out for spud harvest, knowing many of those kids are working that harvest and stuff, they try to at least have one of those two weekends vacant, which is yeah. what Sugar did last week. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, with the schedule has been pretty light the the last two weeks. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, you're right. That's exactly why. So that makes yeah. sense. Uh, real quick, let's hit the 1As. Um, I think the big game that everyone was looking at was Water Springs hosting Horseshoe Bend. This was a game that kind of got scheduled late in August. Water yeah. Springs was supposed to play Showband, or Showband wasn't able to have a varsity team this year. Um, instead scheduled a, a Horseshoe Bend team that came in and won 50 to 30. Water Springs now one and four. We talked about the the early hole they're digging themselves into with Rockland and North Gym still ahead. I guess the nice thing yeah. is for Water Springs their destiny is still kind of in front of them if they can win those league games. But 
um, there's not much room for error anymore. No, no, there isn't. Not at this point. And I mean, they were still able to put 30 points up on the board. And I had Water Springs the, the, the week before I had them last week and they, uh, they or the previous week. And, and uh, Water Springs can put some points up on the board. Uh, the problem that, that they uh, struggle with is on defense. Uh, teams tend to be able to hit the corners on them and they don't have big tacklers out on the on the uh, perimeter either. Yeah. So Water Springs drops to one and four. Rockland, meanwhile, continues to just look good. They played Chalice and won 68 to 30. I, I think it's going to be fun to watch Rockland uh, match up with North Gem. Those are a pair of District 5 teams, but they're all in the same conference as, as Water Springs. Uh, Rock, yeah. Rockland is a team that likes to sling it around. And yeah, they're, they're a fun team to watch. So this yeah. week uh, in the 1As, Chalice is at North Gem. That's another uh, non-conference game for the Vikings. Uh, and then the big matchup that's going to be on IdahoSports.com, Lance, Paul Kingsbury, and Logan Green are going to be on the call in Arco uh, Friday at 4.30 in the afternoon. This was originally going to be a 7 o'clock kickoff. Um, Butte County doesn't have lights, though. They're having a situation with their lights. So this game's going to kick off at 4.30. So an early Friday uh matchup to whet your appetite it's going to be dietrich at butte county the defending 1a d2 champs against a 1a d1 team that we think is pretty good yeah yeah this is going to be a good game this is going to be with without a question the eight-man game of the week and you're talking a four and one dietrich a three and one butte county uh that is going to be um that's going to be a great game no question about it. that's a that's one that to be honest with you if i didn't have a already have a game commitment this weekend I would actually drive out and watch that game. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is that folks, you know, Arco can be a hard place to get to sometimes. Um, folks don't have to drive out there if they don't want to, because we will have it for them for free on IdahoSports.com. And again, that game is kicking off at 4.30, uh, early kickoff Friday for that matchup. But yeah. uh, that's the football rundown. Before we get out of here, Lance, I did want to talk soccer just for a second and only because, this score really stood out to me from last week. The the Sugar Salem boys, of course, like in most sports, Sugar Salem's doing pretty well. We talked about their volleyball team last week. The boys soccer team is off to a really good start. They are nine and two and one overall. Or excuse me, they're uh, they're nine and three overall, two and one in conference. But they defeated South Fremont last week, twenty one to nothing in soccer. I just uh, that's the most lopsided score I've seen this year, and I think it just shows how good Sugar is in soccer. Yep, they did. Their conference is good because they took a loss to Teton as yeah. well. Uh, and and remember, two A that has soccer uh, plays up in that division. So Firth is a conference opponent as well. They, they knocked off Firth five to zero. But uh, yeah, that kind of win. And I haven't had a chance to talk to the coach. Uh, uh, the coach's grandfather is actually my next door neighbor, uh, but uh, I haven't had a chance just to speak with the coach to see really what what led to that twenty one points. That was that was crazy. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, we should we should mention Teton got a three to two win over the Diggers. So so as dominant as that yeah. twenty one nothing victory was, they're looking up at Teton in the standings. Teton's two and zero in the league. So yeah, and Teton knocked off South nine to zero. I mean, nine is a ton of points to put up on the board. Yes. Uh, but um, yeah, it was. I mean, 20, 21 points. That's a football score. You know? uh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I guess the last bit of uh, news is the IHSAA had their September meeting yesterday. 
uh, over in Haley at Wood River. The big story was uh, all of the classification petitions for schools that want to move up or stay down. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really anything that affected District 6 there, but uh, one bit of news that did come out was Mackey uh, had requested um, the ability to use eighth graders for varsity basketball, and that was approved. So sometimes when you're a smaller school, uh, you have to dip into the junior high ranks to, to have That's enough right. And that's, I mean, that happens sometimes. Uh, I will There's say, Mackie, Maravich played varsity in the eighth grade. Right, right. Um, yeah, and and Mackie, I know, is going through a hard time right now. There's a lot of illness in the school. They had to cancel their game with North Gem last week for football, and we just hope that uh, everybody in Mackie uh, gets better. And because when Mackie's good, I think it's good for for the rest of the state as well. So it is. It and their is. volleyball team is still rolling along too. So, no yeah. question. All right. Well, that's a rundown of everything that's going on in East Idaho. Thanks for tuning into the East Idaho prep cast on idahosports.com brought to you by pure adrenaline Motorsports. Lance show off those shades one more time. Yeah, that's looking good. You can, you can uh, see those uh, sunglasses on the video version of this podcast uh, on the idahosports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Audio only is available as well at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcast. So uh, for Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning in to the East Idaho PrepCast presented by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding, adrenaline sports apparel, and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash the beast. All right. We'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.